Welcome to the one-to-one. I'm your host, M. Branson. My guest today is Charlie Cohen, a fashion designer and Web3 founder who's based in London. Charlie is busy expanding upon her self-titled sustainable fashion label with a project called Restless. Restless is a Web3 protocol that is taking on ownable identity and interoperability with a wearable twist. The why behind Charlie's work is equal parts heartening and powerful. There's a reason she's been able to stoke such an adoring community in Web3 and beyond. Listen in and see for yourself. Thanks for being here. Let's go. still this week or um yeah so you've already made it I, I was also not sure <laughs> awesome well I am so grateful that uh you took time to do this you are extremely busy and I just saw the uh the article drop for restless from GQ GQ what oh yes yeah we'll get yeah, very that. very happy about that one yeah <laughs> wow that's amazing congrats very cool Thank you. Yeah. Um, we'll let people kind of filter in. Welcome everybody that's joining. Hello, hello. This is the one-to-one. We'll get started in just a couple minutes. We're getting cozy. Uh, Charlie, I have some uh, pinned tweets up. If you want to pin anything else, though, um, please feel free. But I have something from Restless, uh, the GQ article, and um, you're pinned. So, yeah, share. Awesome. Share yeah, I think, that, I think that's an excellent curation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just uh, just pick the first good ones I saw. All bases covered. Yeah, awesome. And um, yeah, if anybody's joining and doesn't mind helping get the word out, um, I've shared the room out, trying to get some more ears on our uh, our chat here. We're going to ask some really tough questions. This is going to be a grill. No. <laughs> Excellent. I, yeah, I'm expecting like full interrogation. Yeah, absolutely. Put me on the spot. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, so if anybody anybody's happy to share share the room, please do. Um, if not, that's a-okay by me. Your Twitter timelines are sacred personal places, so no stress. Um, yeah, Charlie, what'd you, uh, what'd you get up to this morning? So you're in New York, though, yeah. Um, yes, yeah. So this morning, I've just been on calls and mainlining coffee. Um, outside, it's really hot and humid, but I'm going to venture out after this cool maybe eat something but yeah otherwise because I was in Austin last week at consensus um I decided to take a I mean a sort of semi-break it was like a detox from calls um I'm trying to do all my catch-up in these last like two or three days before I'm going to be offline again for um NFT NYC so it's kind of like admin heavy but it's fine (laughs) Yeah, it sounds pretty. It sounds like you're running a company or something. I don't know. I mean, something like that. <laughs> Bizarrely. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, we are not having, um, I'm on the West Coast also. I should probably do that. I'm M. Branson for anybody that doesn't know. Um, the one-to-one is a, uh, I don't know, semi, semi-weekly, sometimes weekly <laughs> interview series that I do here in Twitter spaces. I record it. I publish it as a podcast. And my goal with this is to bring the women, trans and non-binary creators, builders, artists in the Web3 and NFT space um, up to a stage, a gentle, kind stage to just have a cool chat, a fun 
get to know me type of session because I just don't think we do enough of those in this space. So that's the goal and what you're uh, ambling into, finding yourself stumbling upon. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what you're stumbling upon today. And um, I am, my pronouns are she, her. I'm in the Pacific Northwest. And that's what I was going to say. Compared to New York, we have the, we're like the only part of the United States country right now that doesn't have hot weather, I feel like. It's overcast and raining and 57 degrees Fahrenheit and I could really use some sunshine so please enjoy it for me please I will I will try I feel like so so far like most Americans I've met they envisage London and the UK as being the same weather as the Pacific Northwest where it's just like constantly constantly overcast um and like like London right now is like massive heat wave everybody's like suffering because it's not set up for heat i feel like they would love to have the like 60 degrees overcast right now yeah yeah i am i've been to london once and it was very similar yeah i feel like like a lot of the northern european uh northwestern european is very similar um but yeah i didn't realize the heat wave was extending all the way over there so yeah not to over index too much on weather but i know it's a thing that's affecting a lot of people and I'm sorry. And as a, as a Brit, it's a very important thing to discuss <laughs> at the beginning of every chat. I also want to um, make sure people people know who you are. So I guess we've we've just like jumped right in, which I love. Um, Charlie, please introduce yourself. Tell me, you know, how I can refer to you. I'm calling you Charlie, but if you prefer anything else, let me know in your pronouns. And, you know, we know you're in New York right now, but where are you when you're not traveling the globe? Yeah, of course. So uh, yeah, definitely refer to me as Charlie. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I am generally based in London. um, But yeah, certainly travel a lot, spend a lot of time in the US and uh, pre-COVID times and spend a lot of time in Asia as well. So excited to get back out there as things start to open up. Um, I am the founder of Restless and Charlie Cohen. So Restless is a was pre-launched right now, um, but beta is dropping very soon. It's a platform for creating um, custom wearables that are interoperable across the metaverse um, and also the ability to redeem physical versions of your custom creations. Um, and Charlie Cohen is, I guess, like a sort of natively metaverse brands so we've been working in like digital and physical fashion for pretty much a decade now um and so i guess starting off by working in ar and vr and then in the gaming industry and then it was a pretty natural evolution into what the the metaverse has become as of today that, that was a lot of amazing like my mind is spinning going through you're like yeah, it was a natural transition i'm like uh-huh maybe for you <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have so many questions. So let's let's just get into it. Thank you for the intro. So I'll call you Charlie, and uh, well, that's good. Um, you can call me M Branson uh, MB. Anything that makes you comfy. Um, I actually would love to know if we were in person. I'm not going to be in New York, sadly. It just didn't work out for me this year. But um, if we were in person, and I could get you a drink, I love to buy people beverages of any sort. You know, not necessarily alcoholic or any such. And we could share a beverage together. What what could I get you? What would you order? It would either be a super basic oat milk latte um, or an Earl Grey tea. I will be basic with you. Oat milk 
anything. I'm such a sucker for that. Um, yeah. Cool to win. Yeah. And Earl Grey, I mean, that's got to be one of my favorite. I don't drink tea often because it, oh my gosh, you were, you said you were mainlining coffee. That's my go-to also, but um, when we I- We have the best drinks together. Yeah. But when I drink tea, don't put me on tea because you're not going to get me to shut up for the rest of the day. Like I'll just be spazzing out. I don't know what it is. Like give me a, a cup of tea and it's the equivalent of a, I don't know, a pint of coffee or some such for me. So- I'm just not, I'm not tuned to it. I'm not British at all. So. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like weaned on tea. So it's, it's just like water for me. Yeah, I know. But I've tasted your versions of water over there and it's just not like tea is not water. That's crack. <laughs> you drink crack all day long. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I love it. I love it. Oh gosh. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'd have some, we'd have some coffee. I love that. Um, I need to know how you describe yourself. You gave us a nice, you know, quick overview intro there, but you touch so many things and I, I don't want to put labels on you. I just, I, I wonder how you think of yourself in the space um, and in the world. You know, you create a lot of things, you touch a lot of different media. Um, yeah. How uh, artist, collector, builder. Yeah, Renaissance I guess lady. like <laughs> Renaissance, Renaissance lady. Um, definitely that. I think um, like a founder and a builder, I guess it's uh, so, you know, within that, there's a lot of creation, but there's also a lot of like strategy and the actual kind of the business of founding something and building. And I, my personality very much kind of crosses both of those um, aspects of it. So like within Charlie Cohen brand, I was always like both the CEO and the creative director. Um, and yeah, I'm somebody that needs to be using both sides of my brain to feel in balance. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. That makes total sense. So founder and a, and a builder, um, great. Anything goes, but those are great choices. I mean, as, yeah. as I'm saying, describe myself as a builder, I'm like holding the K money hands pose. Because I can't think of anything else now but like the steepled hands after he just <laughs> ripped the shit out of all of the Web3 builders with that video. Uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Like, we still got to have builders, right? Like, it's uh, you, if it, that comes to mind for me too, like uh, for you, like, I wouldn't <laughs> um, own it, own that parody. That's fine. <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. I mean, if anything, I feel like that's even more of a spoof on the, on the, um, where we've come from with the Silicon Valley web two uh, world. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Okay. So you, you mentioned Charlie Cohen brand. Let's go there first before we jump into, um, I, I don't know the web three transition. I'm saying these things naively, right? I've, I've cursory, I've done some cursory, like, you know, Charlie Cohen, deep dives on the uh the web looking at your site reading through things but I get to talk to you about it so I, I kind of saved something so I'm gonna ask silly questions um I'm here for the silly yeah, questions but like how did Charlie Cohen start like the, the the brand and what is that for people who just have no clue so I launched it out of university I used so I did a fashion degree and used my graduate collection as kind of the launch platform for the brand um, so I was through doing my fashion degree, I got really interested in, um, like technical fabrics and sustainable fabrics. So started, I guess, like going in very deep to the 
the physical side of uh, technology. Um, and alongside that, through uni, I also was blogging on wellness and mental health, um, started like really understanding the opportunities that social media could provide for brand building. Um, and I wanted to inject as much of those learnings as possible into the Charlie Cohen brand as I went to to launch it. So I put a lot of focus on digital world building and digital community building alongside the the physical product and the like the technical elements of the physical product. Um, and that was really how how the brand was was born. Um, and just I think it's been through like say in this last like 10 years, it's been through um, all sorts of different evolutions, but with these kind of core principles of technology and sustainability and futurism always um, always throughout it. Um, we started off, I guess, as a more kind of traditional brand where we're selling into selling into stores, selling into like luxury stores and um, kind of taking this very traditional fashion approach, um, trying to, I guess, trying to like fit into this traditional fashion world, um, which really jarred with me because I had so many ethical issues with traditional fashion industry um and after a few years of that not really vibing with me I just said like fuck it we'll just go kind of focus on focus purely on our community not worry about kind of ticking these boxes of what a traditional fashion brand is supposed to be um and that was I guess very very liberating um and that was when we started really doing more of a deep dive into immersive technology and how we could use that to better build out the story worlds around uh, around collections got it got it yeah so people can buy your clothes right now like that's yes. uh, yeah you can go to Charlie's site and you can shop for some wicked beautiful edgy awesome clothing um I love how androgynous it is too. You're so forward. It's very beautiful. Um, Thank you. I'm very biased, but this is my platform, so I will say that. Um, <laughs> I've not bought any it. of it yet. Um, I would love to, but yeah, this is. Uh, it's really neat to understand the the origins of that, and yeah, that friction that you had with the with the fashion industry. So you mentioned community in there too. I'm curious when you say that um, you focus on your community where where is your community how in this in the social media space is it discord like where were you connecting with people um to bring them so along with you yeah initially it was actually on twitter when twitter had its like its first moment um i guess around like 2010 um and that's when i started um started blogging so like my tools were pretty much like wordpress and twitter um, and you know, maybe maybe a, a splash of uh, like Reddit and some of the other um, kind of like early Web two social media um, platforms. So it started there. Um, it over, I guess, the like the mid twenty tens. It kind of migrated over to Instagram. Um, the kind of thread through everything was speaking around mental health like I was always been really open about my own struggles with depression and anxiety and how that plays into being a creator and being a designer and running a business um so that was that was something that people were really kind of connecting around um 
And in, I think, 2017 or 2018, um, we kind of, formalized it a bit more and created this platform called Shades of Blue um, as a community hub, which is around um, like mental health, specifically within the creative industries. We have a web platform and a podcast around that. It's gone a little quiet over the last uh, year whilst I've been very heavily focusing on building Restless. Um, but being able to, so I think like with People speak a lot about mental health um, generally, but there's very little that kind of specifically talks around mental health within creative professions where actually as an artist or a creator, you're often told like, oh yeah, you need to be in, like you need to be in these dark places to really create, to be able to create the most like incredible artwork or writing or whatever it is that you're making. And it's, it's glamorized and it's enabled. Um, and creative industries are already attracting a personality who usually is familiar with those dark places because creativity in whatever form it takes, whether it's like music, fine art, fashion, um, it's an outlet. So your creative industry is taking like already a vulnerable set of people and then enabling their most destructive tendencies. Um, so, you know, as we were kind of building the community and this education resource, um, really started focusing in on that and um, like concepts around that feed into all of the physical fashion collections as well. So a lot of the story worlds that we're, we've been creating and the immersive experiences that we've been creating um, all link back to this mental health conversation. Wow. Yeah, that's so inspiring, everything that you just went through there. Um, I love that you've interwoven this inspiration that you have and this thing that's so so close to you into this uh this work and in the direction you're taking with it i i can be totally honest i did not expect mental health to be such a topic today like it's, it's something that's near and dear to me as well and i'm not surprised because i think that's one of the reasons um following you and being a part of your community is uh so natural because you're very candid you're very accessible you're very uh, vulnerable right and um yeah so it makes total sense to this mental health thread is there, but it's not one that I, I necessarily picked up on outright. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for going into that. Um, wow. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, you talk about, yeah, those dark places in art. Um, where do you create from? Is it a dark place? Is it a light place? Is it somewhere in between? I think probably somewhere in between. So I guess like my experience of depression is that when I'm in the depths of depression I am like I'm totally apathetic so it's not a productive time for me to create but when I am feeling like on a level um being able to draw from those experiences and having the like the empathy for other humans having experienced that myself like that is very a very fundamental part of my um like inspiration and creative process so i think it's kind of understanding the darkness rather than being in the thick of it um that is a um yes yeah, is a kind of key reference for me yeah that, that totally resonates and um how do you how do you manage that you know if you don't mind going into that yeah how do you keep yourself from from going into the dark place i guess you, you talk about managing it but 
How? Sure. Um, so kind of across all bases. So I take antidepressants, which have made the world of difference after, I mean, I was brought up in a very anti-pharmaceutical industry household. So I had like a homeopath instead of a doctor. And there was a lot of kind of deconditioning for me to do to, because uh, I was stigmatizing medication so much um, to like to take the step and uh, actually try antidepressants um so that's been like a really significant thing for me in the last i guess i started that when i was 27 so five years ago um and then depression for me is very kind of closely linked to burnout so making sure that i'm able to build into every day kind of time to just be by myself and um you know I guess like embody me versus the me that I have to be around other people even if it's around like my close loved ones there's still like there's an energy that goes into um I guess like creating the the face that I wear for that person um so yeah just kind of have making sure I have these regular moments to connect back to myself um I'm not as good as I should be with like active mindfulness like meditation um I go through phases of being like really on it um and I definitely let it slide a bit um over the last year or so so I, I need to get back in the swing of that um being like being active eating well like all of these things to just support your like physical body chemistry as much as possible super important um and yeah I think that's like those are kind of key uh the key things for me uh so you know taking a holistic approach um but definitely um like embracing medication as part of that holistic approach yeah yeah that's super interesting to understand too that um you know the home life that you grew up in and and how that um informed your approach um yeah in a balance it sounds like you've got your balance your balance figured out thanks for sharing that um, I think there's, yeah, it, there, there's such strength and in, in founders and people building actively and going at the, the speed that you are. Uh, there's, there's such strength in sharing that. So, um, yeah, that's some, that's some founder alpha too. Hopefully people are taking notes if they're trying to have balance. The yeah. The boundless <laughs> energy that you, you, you seem to have on this end of the, on this end of the screen. It definitely seems like you are going, um, but yeah, taking that time for yourself too, that's such a, that really stands out. Like, I feel like that's something that I learned way too, too late in life. It's like, yes, it's okay to be a person who wants to go sit in a room by themselves every day. I think for most, a little bit. most of us learn it the hard way. Yeah. Um, when it's just like, why do I, like, why am I so consistently burnt out? Like what is, what's happening? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and you know, as a founder, it's so important because if you're not, functioning at like you know if you can't think of it as like I need to do this for my own health you can think of it as I need to do this for my business's health because my business is fucked if I'm not functioning at yeah. like top form yeah yep a hundred percent how do you how do the people who um work with you and I don't know if you have people working for you I mean I'm assume but I yes, no yeah yeah how how do you approach the mindfulness conversation with them um, um their work I mean, keeping the conversation really open and just getting to know what kind of each team member's individual needs are. Like we have some people on the team who prefer to have a four-day week. So they have their full like three days of reset. 
um, that it's just like, I think just being very flexible and figuring out, you know, what each person's optimal work-life balance looks like and just facilitating that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Oh, sounds cool. It all sounds great. Let me see if there's another adjective or whatever I can do at you right now. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Um, I want to know when you started your creative journey. Like when did, uh, before Charlie Cohen, I guess, even the brand came to life. I, I just keep taking you further back in time, but I'm trying to get a sense of before we bridge into this NFT conversation, how you got here. So what did early sure. creative journey? Yeah. What was, what was 15 year old um, so, Charlie doing? <laughs> so 15 year old Charlie was when I started my first brand. Um, so that was my kind of first foray into the fashion industry. I've sort of, I figured out by that time it was what I wanted to do. Um, and I had a pretty good hunch that designing stuff was going to be a very small part of starting a fashion brand. And I just wanted to kind of get into the thick of like, what are all these things I need to to know and experience? Um, so it was a very like experimental project that allowed me to learn about um, like building a supply chain and wholesale and filling out tax returns and, you know, all the all the fun stuff, just kind of getting to grips with how um, how fashion works as an industry. Um, so that was, you know, I guess, a very like important formative part of my creative journey. Um, and then the the other part was music. So um, I'm like the singer songwriter. Um, through my teens, I uh, would like travel and perform and do like jazz festivals and stuff. Um, would you know write and record um my own songs which is something again that like I really need to build out some time in my life to reconnect with um reconnect with music again so there was a period when I had to decide you know what I wanted my key focus to be whether to like focus on music industry or focus on fashion industry and you know obviously fashion uh won out but the my creative process for music and for fashion I think are very similar um and sometimes like my I'll write a song and that will be the inspiration for a collection so it's still kind of very tied into how I work and what inspires me yeah music is so powerful it's such a language right so I think anybody who's interacted with it understands that correlation I wasn't surprised at all to hear that you're a singer-songwriter um it's very cool to hear but yeah, I mean, they all, once you, once you learn how to do that, you can kind of like weave in and out of anything. It feels like so powerful. Um, but jazz, that's what surprised me. <laughs> so, so it was, yeah. So jazz, for whatever reason, like doing the jazz festivals was so fun. My own stuff that I was writing wasn't, I guess there was some stuff that like lent into blues, but most of it, as you can probably imagine, was like grunge, alt pop and, and that side of things. But yeah, like the energy of doing the jazz festivals and because I have a voice that's pretty well suited for jazz and blues, um, it was super fun. So where can we go here, uh, Charlie, sing the blues? I don't think I don't think there's anything existing on the internet that I have yet come across. Maybe maybe at some point I'll share something on like one of the fucking DVDs I have. Please, please do. Oh my God. Please tag me when you do that so I don't miss it. I will. Oh my gosh. Oh, gold, pure gold. All right. 
Um, what instruments though? Like uh, when you say singer songwriter, I assume piano or guitar, but, um, I get guitar. Okay. Awesome. Oh man. Charlie sings the blues. We're going to release that EP (laughs) probably. It's going to be your first music, your music NFT venture. Yeah. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. (laughs) So we've talked about what inspires you. I'm also curious if there's any who, like, are there any people past or present that inspire your creativity? Um, I think, so there's definitely like, there are a lot of references that come into my work probably from like, especially from like the horror genre, um, and the sci-fi genre. So like somebody like, you know, Ridley Scott is a great example. Um, but a lot of the inspiration comes like just from working with other creatives. Um, so like my kind of my like dream um work day is when we're doing a like a physical photo shoot and you have this kind of like whole team and they're all responsible for their own parts and the like the end product that comes out of that is so much more than the sum of its parts of like the the team involved um and you know as much as I can have like all of these cool like film art literary references the most inspiration comes out of like the kind of collaborative energy of a um a team project absolutely yeah having good people around you just can be a game changer even if it's one person you know just like having that energy to bounce around or ideas or feedback to get and you might not even realize they're giving you feedback at the moment and then you come back later and you're like whoa that was yeah exactly that was critical yeah Exactly. Um, and also just like people watching as well. So when um, pre-pandemic, um, I would go to Tokyo every year and just like that few weeks in Tokyo where I was just kind of like immersing myself in the culture and people watching and looking at like street style and art and so on, like all of that would be very inspiring um, as well. Just kind of, I guess just staying like... Um, very plugged into what's happening culturally but in an environment like Tokyo it's kind of taken to this other exaggerated level um and you know every time I would come back from that trip with like a million and one ideas that I then had to curate down to you know whatever I could fit into the following year I can only imagine I've only heard of and obviously seen photo and video of Tokyo it's on my it's on my list for sure seems like um you, know, you said exaggerated or like yeah it's like hyper hyperscale of yeah exactly yeah, culture yeah that's um i can see that too now now that you say it as an inspiration point in the in the things i've seen of your of your visual output yeah that's that's awesome um let's talk about your nfts i mean uh when i met you i had no idea that you did that you owned a brand <laughs> Like, no idea. I was like, what? What? She makes clothes? Like, actual clothes? Cool. Because when I met you, you were making NFTs, and still are, um, that are wearables, right? And so you have minted, I don't know how many, but you've minted wearables in places. And these are a part of Restless, before Restless, you know, tell us a little bit. Yeah, these are pre restless part of the Charlie Cohen brand. Um, so kind of through the different collaborations we've done with different like game IPs and different pop culture IPs, we've had a 
like digital wearable component to many of those. Um, and some of them have been like just off-chain in-game wearables because there's still, I mean, depending on what IP you work with, there's still a lot of resistance to NFTs and blockchain. Mm -hmm. um, but there have been certain partners we've worked with that have been happy to have like on-chain wearables, which has been super fun. Um, and then there have been a couple of NFTs that I've dropped just because I wanted like a fun art project and there were wearables attached to them. Um, so more of a just like a <laughs> its own isolated creative project um, that's not really tied into a specific collection. Uh, whereas with uh, with Restless, um, we're kind of building more of a, a protocol. So it allows anybody to create wearables and to be able to export them into multiple different wear um, multiple different metaverse environments. Um, so what I've been doing so far has kind of been my own design um, as part of Charlie Cohen collaborations we've been doing. And what we're building is the toolkit for other artists and creatives and designers to be able to do that uh, with fewer barriers to entry. Got it. So you're, and that's what I, what I saw the quote that um, it's in the pin tweet, if anybody's looking and also again, thanks everybody for being here. It's so, so awesome to have an audience. And um, if you have questions for Charlie, we will, Definitely open up the Florida audience Q&A soon. Um, but the up top here in Twitter, there's a, uh, a pinned tweet. If you scroll over, it's the latest Restless tweet. And in that quote, it's talking about allowing people to customize wearables. And this quote is from a GQ article. Go share this. Go read it. Excuse me. Read it, then share it. Don't, you know, Twitter will get mad don't at just, you. Don't just randomly share stuff. <laughs> could be spam um do your own research yes please do your own research um and i'll be sure to link to this too in the show notes for anybody listening after the fact um but yeah it's that was the thing that just that struck me i didn't really realize that you were doing this with restless the more that i follow along the more that you're revealing it's really fun so allowing people to customize their wearables and mint them as nfts and then take them into metaverse locations and you can buy the physical version like i can create it and then have it everywhere that's your dream that's what's happening exactly wow exactly so it's like it's giving i guess like we like all of us who are inhabiting the metaverse tend to fall into two categories or somewhere in between where like you either want to have a consistent identity that you carry across everywhere so like every time you create an avatar it's within like a certain image that's your identity and the aesthetic of, you know, what you're dressing that avatar in and so on, like, you know, it follows through. Uh-oh, did I lose you? Or did, was that? Uh-oh. Charlie, come back. Can you hear me? I can now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, and then you have um, people who just really enjoy creating all of these different alter egos. Um, so as soon as you get to access a new environment, you get to create a whole new personality and image within that environment. So, you know, whether people want to have this one consistent identity or have all of these alter egos or have some kind of hybrid of the two, um, we just want to make sure that all of the tools are available there. Um, and I don't think we should neglect the physical world as being a core part of our um, our identity um, so you know as much as focusing on digital interoperability is important making sure that there's that um, like part of it that's still grounded in the physical world is important too 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think I've got a, a draft tweet actually sitting about this like physical aspect of I like I, I love working with physical art. Obviously, like anybody that follows my art, I make things physical and then mint them digital and offer that physical as an option. And I love that you're doing this with fashion. I love that you're breaking down that barrier that you're creating um, and telling that story, you know, showing people that it doesn't have to be. It's not binary. Right. It's not one or the other. For sure. Yeah. And For sure. And I so think needed. also because Restless is very focused around fandom. So whether we're working with um, a specific artist or a project or like a pop culture IP like Sanrio or Pokemon, you have these um, these fandoms that surround the artwork. And it's, you know, it's as fun to connect with people over those art references in real life as it is in the metaverse. And as we have more and more of these conferences like NFT NYC, like people love wearing their project merch or like something that's a kind of, if you know, you know, uh, connection to other people who are in the NFT space. So I think the, like the physical side becomes even more important when we're talking about web three native projects. I don't, there isn't really much, um, you know, like physical stuff that you can be, be wrapping. Um, and we're in these, um, <laughs> You know, we're now, um, there are like a million conferences a year, NFT conferences, and you want to be able to have that same connection with people in real life as we have on Twitter and in Discord. I think we lost you again. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's like the Wi-Fi here is it's like Airbnb Wi-Fi. Yeah, um, probably. It's all good. Yeah, you're talking about Discord and then it just dropped connecting with people. It's connecting with people, yeah. So I think, I mean, that that kind of summarized it. Like you want the same, now there are so many more opportunities to um, hang out with the community um, IRL. You want to be able to signal to people in the real world as well as in the digital world. Yeah, yeah, that, that signaling is um, it's so important for getting your word out there, you know, and that's also just fun. And especially when you resonate with the message of the person, you know, like we're talking about mindfulness and you're talking about sustainability and you're talking about not resonating with uh, the fashion industry as it stands and wanting to break that mold. Anybody who, who aligns with that, you know, they wear, wear your work, <laughs> rep that work, um, help spread the, spread the goodness. So yeah, totally, exactly. Totally makes sense. I am curious, um, when you're launching, launching soon is not descriptive enough. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, where can okay. people get this when it's time? And you know, don't, you don't have to. I'm joking. Like, this is a this is a light interview. No. So. so, so being 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 in the restless restless Discord, um, would highly recommend because that is where all the alpha is going to be dropped first. It's also where access to the uh, the beta will be opened up. Um, but the beta is going to be launching very soon after NFT NYC. Um, so looking at like early, early July. Um, so, you know, we didn't want to get, we're going to be doing some cool stuff through NFT NYC, um, but we didn't want the actual product launch to get lost in the time where everybody's actually like existing IRL yeah. <laughs> rather than, uh, rather than online. Uh, so yeah, so shortly after, still like whilst the, the wag and the energy of NFT NYC is going strong. Awesome. Yeah. Makes total sense. All right. So we'll be 
I'm already in the Discord, but everybody will be jumping in the Discord. I think I am. Oh my gosh, did I just lie? I thought I joined it. Whatever. I'm going to get in there. Don't worry. <laughs> Got to get in there. there. Oh my gosh. Too many Discords. No offense, but like, wow. Too they're, many, they're so seriously, needed, too many like, Discords. Wow. How many Discord links Very have stressful. I clicked in the last year? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I would love to know, you know, we're getting a sense of where you're headed, but like when I say where you're headed, it's like not tomorrow, not even the next year, maybe five years, maybe like you may have a a North star for yourself. And I'm curious what you're manifesting, what you're creating for yourself and where you're headed as a human, as much as a founder, you know? So I feel like the North star is ever evolving. Um, but you know, I'm very much like in this to build legacy, um, and to empower people and help to like build the tools that others can then use to, you know, empower themselves. And identity is, you know, through being in fashion, through doing what I'm doing now, um, identity is kind of the, the, the uh, like the anchor to the way that I'm thinking about all of this um, self-expression and how, um, how I can give people the best tools to be able to do that, to be able to reconcile their identity across IRL and digital, which is still quite, you know, quite challenging now. There's potentially mental health implications of that. Um, so, you know, how can I make this transition into an increasingly, or, you know, how can I be part of building something that helps make this transition into an ever more digital world um, as healthy and positive as possible for people? Um, and, you know, kind of starting right now with wearables, I think um, there's, you know, definitely a time in the future where maybe I would be looking more at um, like cybernetics and the, um, you know, the, the technology around, you know, neuroscience and how do you like, how do you really reconcile your physical self and your digital self and be able to process information as quickly as you, as you need to. Um, so it's, you know, some, what I'm doing is always going to evolve with, um, you know, technology and culture and, and so on. But yeah, very much rooted in like building, building a legacy and allowing people to just, you know, be the versions of themselves that they want to be in whatever space that they're existing in and making sure they have the tools to do that. Wow. Yeah, I'm here for it. That all sounds epic. I mean, I believe it too, because you're already proven it. You're doing the work. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't want you to put a chip in my head just yet, though. So if you're going there. <laughs> I mean, looking looking a little further down the line. <laughs> you just, you, you, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be an early chip uh, chip insertion adopter, um, but I will be an early adopter of other things that you do. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the early chip insertion adopters are already inserting the chips right now they so are. i know they i are. think yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i know i know some people i can't i can't talk any more about that but oh my god yeah and when I, I just sat there and was like what you're doing what oh my god okay so yeah we can we can revisit this conversation okay. in 10 years time i look forward to that i mean maybe it's like i don't know two years maybe five i don't know i'm being realistic i know that wow here we go. I just, as you were explaining that or like going through your, uh, your manifestation, I was visualizing alongside you and, and saw myself like tapping my temple and like seeing the clothing that I saw on my head, take my physical form as I went into the metaverse. I don't know. I'm just like, what is this crazy shit she's creating? 
Yeah. You're True. like, you are Ridley Scott. Like he's just making it up. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to build this shit. <laughs> I'm going to build this shit. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, it's epic. <laughs> I love it. Oh, great. Um, what's one thing everybody should know about you? Something that you're hiding that should be apparent? Something that I'm hiding that should be apparent. Well, I feel like I, I make myself so public. Um, what am I? I, I mean, I guess you, like you were, you were saying that, you know, I come across as being this endless fountain of energy. So yeah, probably just like, I'm actually mega introverted, mega shy. Um, I'm good at switching on the, like the charm for public events that I, that I need to, but I have, yeah, I guess I have a very like defined public persona that's very different from my like very quiet shy introverted self that's kind of happiest behind a screen yeah yeah that's perfect I get that that's what I was going for Uh, okay I'm glad that I take the box there (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness uh does anybody else have any random questions for Charlie or maybe they're really great ones they don't have to be random feel free to request that's a hard word for me re quest uh (laughs) to speak and uh, i'll get you up on stage um while we see if anybody has any hot seat questions for you i do have a a silly fun rapid rapid question round that i would like to do here excellent okay great yeah uh don't be shy to uh to request people i would love to to hear what you have to ask charlie while we do that um charlie what's your favorite color I mean, black's not a color, right? But <laughs> it is to me. <laughs> okay, so black. I'm also like going through a bit of a like kind of cyber violet phase at the moment. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Which looks great with black. It really. I mean, what doesn't? <laughs> yeah, cyber cyber violet. That's cool. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna Google that later and see what comes up. Um, I probably just like invented the Pantone. No, it's. it's <laughs> I, I got it immediately. Again, yeah. I just tapped the I tapped the chip in the temple, and like we, we cyber were, violet appears. Yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe the chip doesn't have to go in the head. Maybe it could just be like maybe it's in my palm or like yeah, in the back like, of my hand. I don't know. An optional wearable. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> next question: What's your favorite season? Um, fall. Yeah do you all call it autumn over there or no we do yeah but i'm trying to you know i know that the majority of people on this call are going to be calling it fall so just you know doing my bit (laughs) i get it i get it oh i appreciate that um this i don't know i know the answer to this probably already but i'm i'm curious uh wearables or pfps you can choose one so i think that like I don't really differentiate too much between them um, because all of it is just like an expression of identity and personal status. So Mm. I see it like PFPs are the precursor to wearables because there aren't enough spaces or certainly aren't enough populated spaces to wear wearables yet. Um, So, you know, I would choose wearables, but because wearables like the next evolution of what a PFP does. Yeah, I mean, a PFP kind of is a wearable, I guess. Yeah, ways. exactly. Yeah. Trick question. Tricky, tricky. <laughs> awesome. Um, this is more of a, you know, classic NFT focused question here, but additions are one of ones. 
depends on context but I I am a huge fan of one of ones additions are fun though for creating these kind of micro micro communities of everybody who managed to pick up the edition so I think like they they both serve their purposes but in my collection I definitely have more one of ones than additions yeah all right um discord or twitter 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 was that one of your first social social media it was it was and i i mean discord i find very stressful twitter is fun because i can just like shit post all day long which is a great like that's my creative outlet yeah if i ever went into the um the the realm of like having sponsors for the podcast discord would not want to sponsor me because I shit <laughs> on Discord all the time. It's a necessary Every single <laughs> space. <laughs> I do. I think I've had a couple of guests say Discord, and that's fair. It has its. It's a very powerful tool. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you with the Twitter. Um, okay, you can choose one piece of equipment for the rest of your life to create with. What is it? Um. A computer. Do you have a... Am I allowed that? Yeah. yeah. Is that too broad? No. No. (laughs) I mean, like, when you say computer, what does it look like? Like, yeah, supercomputer in a server room? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, ideally something with, like, a sort of heavy graphics processing. (laughs) (laughs) So not a MacBook Air. Got it. Yeah. A a, A gaming laptop would be sufficient. All right, all right. Gaming laptop. I love it. Okay, you can collect one piece of art. No price limit. Doesn't even have to be a, an NFT blockchain piece of art. What is it? Oh, this is a... This is a tricky one. Um, probably um, Rene Magritte's, uh, like, cloud sky wardrobe. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Do you have a roadmap or are you a no roadmap kid? You're just flying around running companies by the seat of your pants. I am a hardcore Capricorn roadmap, (laughs) five-year plan kind of, kind of gal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's serving you well. Go forth. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite emoji? Very important question. Favorite emoji, probably the either the face palm emoji or the like monkey see no evil emoji, which I use in place of the face palm emoji mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> Is that because you're introverted or because you're so just like over it? It's because I'm so critical. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Um, this is my last question. Nobody, nobody has any questions, which I usually say is because I did my job really well. So that's, that's all good. Um, and you have, I've had fun. So that's a, that's a good, it's a good sign. Um, does pineapple belong on pizza, Charlie? Yes. Yes. Awesome. I like it. I mean, I'm probably not supposed to be biased when I ask these questions, but I totally am. I mean, you know, to be fair, I've come into this knowing your stance on pineapple and pizza, but yeah, I'm very much like fruit and savory dishes pro. Right? I mean, salt and sugar meant to go together. 
forever. Yeah, 100%. All right. Awesome. Uh, we have a request. I wasn't looking down. Apologies. Who is requested? Well, hello. Daniel, you just joined us. Let's see. We're taking questions for Charlie right now. Thank you for joining. Hey, good day, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for letting me up here. Yeah, of course. Um, Thanks for being here. Yeah, no problem. No, I just saw Charlie Cohen up here on the speaker panel and just wanted to say I'm a, I'm a fanboy. I just ordered some oh, t-shirts from your website. Amazing. Yeah, super excited. I got the uh, long sleeve Pikachu and oh, I got, no, actually, yeah, it was uh, the pullover hoodie. And then I got this long sleeve. I think it's the keyboard. I forgot oh, which one I agree. I forgot if I landed on that one or another shirt. But anyway, I'm super pumped to get it. Uh, I think DHL shipping it now. And the other one came from a separate website. But super stoked. Love that whole I, like uh, shopping I, experience as well. You know, more than just like the product, but the whole like you know, website and then kind of, you know, in a sense, going through that metaversal world and ending up at the shopping truck, you know, it was pretty fun. That's yeah. I think that's one of like our proudest works, that Pokemon collaboration, the um, like electric city that we built super fun. I, like, I appreciate you so much for, um, yeah, for being a, a fan and a customer and part of our community. Totally. Um, uh, I'll rock it in Los Angeles at the next uh, NFT art gallery show. And and uh, I'll see if I can snap some pics and tag you. Yeah, but, um, do. So here yeah. for that. Just wanted to pop in and share the, share the love. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, this is like so well-timed. It's eerie. We were just wrapping up, Daniel, and you popped popped in. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm actually now sus. Charlie, did you plant Daniel to just like uh -oh. Daniel was not a plant. <laughs> They're on to us. <laughs> this pure, purely organic engagement. It's amazing. No, it's what it's we're so about. Good. Yeah, I love it. No, that's Daniel. Genuinely, though, yeah. Thanks for being here. And I have not personally gone through the shopping experience, so you sold me. I got to go check that out. Get so. on that. Yeah, it's fun. Do my and it's research. creative. Yeah, I haven't actually. I mean, like, I buy a lot of random shit online, and I haven't experienced anything like that before. You know, like they did a great job of laying out the whole like. I don't know. There's a lot of random things that you can venture into on that website as well, but it's uh, part of the experience, I guess, a couple extra minutes to find your damn shirt, you know, but it's part of the fun. Yeah, exactly. Pop fun. Awesome. Well, again, thank you. Thanks for coming yeah. up. Cheers. Cheers to you too. And uh, Charlie, way to, way to make that happen. Awesome experience for people. That was cool to witness uh, IRL here. So very cool. I have no more questions. I'm done. Do you have any questions for me? No worries if you don't. Do I have any questions for you? Well, seeing as like, I don't, I don't know why like Stat hasn't jumped in with this question because I'm pretty sure that she promised me that she would. Oh, um, right. But what's it, what, 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 what fruit are you? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Asking a queer woman during Pride Month what fruit she is this is a very ironic, hilarious question. <laughs> oh no, have I been asked this before? I don't know. Um, mm, I'm one of those tiny little mandarin oranges. 
you know, that are like easy to peel and really juicy inside and they're just cute and they sit over there and like you kind of, you're excited to eat it, but you don't, you don't always eat it as fast as you should. And so you're like, oh, it looks kind of tough on the outside. And then you open it and it still is just as good as when you bought it. Yeah. They are the best, the best citrus fruit. Yeah. Solid choice. Yeah. What about you? It's a good question. Um, so, I mean, I was prepared to answer this because I feel like the buildup has been going on for months. So I'm, I'm glad that you asked me this question and like, start, we're going to have to talk about this later. Um, I identify as a, a lychee. So I have this like a very like initial kind of prickly standoffish exterior, but it's quite thin. So you kind of get through to the more like juicy succulent middle, but then in the middle of that is a fucking stone. Um, and that's, I feel like how, how my, my layers work. <laughs> <laughs> I could say a lot of things. I'm probably not going to. Oh my gosh. All right. A lychee. I got it. I mean, they're pretty too, like in their way, you know? So it's cool. That's a really good choice. I love it. Thank you. Oh man. Charlie, thank you so much for being here. Thanks really so much. It's been it's been really fun. Um and yeah, it's been I we 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 scheduled this like it feels like months ago. Um so it's been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah, we did. I try I try and be on it uh a little bit, but thank you for your your patience. I'm also a Capricorn, so if anybody's wondering why I, they get makes requests, sense. Yeah, months in it advance. all makes sense. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, Charlie. Have a great day and uh if I don't say it but I will. Uh good luck with the launch. For Restless. It's Thanks gonna be so awesome. much. All right. Send us out with some tunes. Bye, y'all. Thank you.